Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, CEO of ScaleX.ai and the Living a Better Story podcast host. And I am here today with Bernie Borges, who's a really good friend. I've known Bernie for several years. Um, I think the last time that we were able to hang out was in uh, Reno area or Lake Tahoe at one of those cool events and, uh, and got to spend some time there. So I'm, I'm really excited to have Bernie on the show today. He's been the chief customer officer of Vengresso for a very long time, had a couple of different roles there and wore a few hats. And he's in transition to move to a new company in the in the coming days. So, Bernie, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about where you're headed. Thanks, Chad. Great to be with you. And yes, uh, fond memories of our time together in Reno several years ago. So, yeah, as, as you mentioned, uh, I'm um, in transition at the time of this recording. Some of the time your folks are listening to this, I'll be in my new role. So at Vengresso, I was the chief marketing officer through July of 20. 20, and then moved into the chief customer officer role, which was an interesting transition, Chad, because I was able to bring all of my marketing mindset into that role to lead the team on you know, the delivery of our training and coaching services and do it with that marketing lens. And then I'm moving into a new role with a company called ICOR, a very large company in the BPO space, essentially the customer call center space. And I'm, I'll be vice president of global content marketing for ICOR. So I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Well, I, I, it'll be interesting. I, I like to set the context of where you're at professionally, because when we dig into living a better story, getting in alignment with kind of your God-given talents or, you know, what your unique fingerprint in this world is, it's always fun to share with our listeners how that happens, because sometimes it doesn't just happen overnight, right? You have to grind the gears a little bit through life to figure out what actually gets you up in the morning and excites you. So with that, let's rewind the tape and go back to six, seven, eight, nine. Whenever you have some of your first memories as a kid, what was your passion or what did you like, you know, what did you just love to do when you were younger, Bernie? Yeah, I mean, I think if I go back to that age, Chad, I mean, mostly what I love to do was, you know, mess around with my friends in sports, you know, playing football in the streets and playing hockey in the streets, you know, that kind of thing. That's when I fell in love with hockey as a kid. But in terms of my career, probably not around age six, but, you know, I still as a youngster, I do remember 
that I always wanted to be a product manager. Hmm. And for some reason, that was just something that just got, got stuck in my head. Like I want to be someone who manages the launch and, and the ongoing support of a product. And then once I started to look into, you know, what does that look like? What's the responsibility? What's the educational requirements? Then I, I got to think about, well, it's mostly big companies. You think of companies like P&G, right? Procter and Gamble and all their product portfolio, which are obviously consumer products. The irony, Chad, is even though I did think of them, I've never, I've never spent a day in the B2C industry. I've spent my entire career in B2B. So even though I wanted to do that and I went to college and got my marketing degree, I went straight into sales right after college <laughs> and never, ever did a product, man product manager's role uh, within my career. Although I did transition into marketing, uh, I did still love marketing from my, my college years and um, and there's a whole story there. So I don't know where you want to go next with it. Wow, I'll leave that up no, to you that's the interesting. I mean, sports playing with friends that's a pretty similar answer and then there's there's usually a fork in the road at some point where you end up going a different direction so at some point you said you know what i want to manage a product so that it was curious um i wonder if you can tie together the interest in sports and interest in playing with friends like what do you think that about that level of your passion in your life kind of comes through to now, right? Why do you think you're in the kinds of jobs you're in today um, based on what you love to do as a kid? I think it comes down to one thing, Chad, and that is just getting the most out of the people around you, like getting the best out of them, you know? And so much of that has to do with helping those people around you. And so in my case, you know, the, my friends when I was a kid, and as I progressed in my career, just helping people understand, as you said, their own God-given talents and helping them have the confidence that they deserve to have. You know, I find that a lot of people aren't as, they don't know that they're as good as they are in whatever they're good at. So I think the connection is just, you know, dating back to when I played street hockey as a kid you know, and then going through my high school and college years and getting into my career, it's just that, that passion for like, what do I see in Chad, you know, that I can really pull the best out of Chad and, and have him help me in my role, have it be good for Chad in his career and have it be a confidence builder for him, you know? And, and so how do I do that? And it's something that has been a long journey for me. I don't think that I did it all that well when I was young, but over time, as we mature, we get a little wiser, right? You know, then it becomes a little bit more of the conscious competent instead of just trying to wing it and figure it out. Wow. Someone just said that within the last few days, and that's the first time that I'd ever heard that. And so if I think back to a friend of mine from high school, Sean Milius, he's on my board, and he's a successful CEO of a $5 million company. And in one quarter of March of 2019, we dipped from 200,000 in a month to $20,000 in sales. And I was like, usually that's the time I say, hey dad, can I have a check for like 30K just to get me through the month? And I called that and I said, hey, you wanna help me? Cause I don't wanna go tap my IRA. And I know you have some liquid capital. He said, no. 
And I was like, but, but dad, I, I don't want to tap my IRA. Well, Sean said, hey, let's go get a cocktail. And so we went to a local place and he said, Chad, tell on the back of a napkin, show me your business model. And I was like, okay, here you go. I go, look, I've got plenty of opportunities that are $100,000 each. I just need a month or two of capital. So he said, yeah, how much do you need? 50K. Okay. So he wrote me a check for $50,000. So he looked me in the eye and he said, I believe in you. No doubt about it. And I was just like, okay, now I've got a big responsibility. And I made it worth his while. I gave him a pretty nice commission on top of the loan because I'd rather give it to him than, than my IRA or something else. Right. And, um, and that even, even to a CEO, and I feel like I'm pretty good at what I do, but we get knocked down from time to time as humans. And it's important that if you can recognize that, that it doesn't matter what their role, title, lot in life, anybody can use that. So that's pretty, exactly. pretty deep. Insight. No, you, you nailed it. No one is immune from that. No one, no matter where they are in life. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and you see celebrities who hit a wall all of a sudden, you're like, wait, yep. that guy's worth $80 million. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah, that's neat. Well, so speaking of, one of the questions I like to ask is the painful stuff. And it, at the time, something that you face that's like, oh my gosh, that's like the size of Mount Everest. How am I getting over or around that? And then fast forward the tape and you look back and you go, okay, you know what? That made me who I am today. Are there any of those, you know, most of us have dozens, but are there any that you're comfortable sharing that you can now look back on and say, here's how I got around the mountain, or this is what happened and here's how I dealt with it. So you mean a personal pain or yeah, you, something personal in my career? business? It could be really anything. Um, sometimes it's family divorce is a big deal and that sticks with you. And other people have shared about their business that went out of business and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm devastated, right? I lost my whole business. So yeah. really those things and then figuring out what are the tactics that you can share that said, oh, this is how I was able to find my way through that situation. Well, I can, I can probably respond to the first part of that. I'm going to struggle with the second part because and you'll see why in a moment, because it's deeply personal. And I, I'm going to share with you and your listeners, because it's, you know, your question is, you know, what's the most painful thing? And for me, it's something that haunts me, Chad. And it's really when, when both of my parents died and they, they, they died three years apart, they were in their 90s. They lived a long, good life and, and they were in decline in their health. So it was not a sudden thing. Um, and they were both on their proverbial deathbed, again, three years apart. And in both cases, I stepped away from the moment. In one case, I said, okay, I'm going to go home and come back in a few hours. And in those few hours, my mom passed and I wasn't there when she passed. And without giving you more detail than you need, the same thing happened with my dad. I stepped away in his final hours and I came back and he had passed. And I, first of all, I kicked myself that I did it again. And so I don't know that I can connect it to like emotionally. It's something that this is the first time I've shared this except with my wife. And so I don't know that I can connect it to my career other than to say, you know, sometimes we just make, make a mistake or a decision that we regret and we just have to 
like live with it. There's nothing I can do to undo that. Right, Chad? I mean, I cannot go back in time. And so even though it's painful, uh, it does make me think, it does equip me to think really hard about the big decisions that I need to make. Right. Now that those decisions, those are not business decisions on the story I shared with you, but I didn't realize at the time how big a decision it was to say, I'm going to go home and come back. Didn't realize it. Wow. And so now I, I'm just, I just think really twice about the big decisions. Sure. Even though even, they may not be of like the same leaving, magnitude. Uh, moving on from Vangresso to a different opportunity. Those are the types of decisions where you, where you really have to look in the mirror and say, what, what's the gravity of this? Because every little move, if I didn't move to California, I'd never met my wife and we'd never have our amazing kids. Right. And if I didn't meet a friend, Steve Lepore, who just came to Denver recently, who introduced us, that was another little move that happened. So yeah, all of yeah. those little things you, you think about, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, I was around the time my grandparents, when they, they decided to move on and it's, uh, it's interesting. I thought my grandmother was really hanging on and, uh, and we got to say our goodbyes. And then we had a trip planned to Alaska and she passed while we were in Alaska. And what I put in my mind was, you know, I don't think she actually wanted to go to the other side while I was there in the room with her. Well, in both cases, both my mom and my dad, it's exactly what all the caregivers told me. That's exactly what they said. In fact, they said that it's pretty common mm. that people who are in their final sure. moments, hours, yeah. you know, go when family steps out of the room. Just put yourself in the shoes of that. And I'm sitting there and I'm just taking my breaths and going, you know what? <laughs> I can see it. And uh, yeah, I think it's like a respect thing for my, for my kids, I think. So that's, that's uh, thank you for sharing that. Cause I know that's a, that's one of those memories. And I think that's, those are the things everybody faces this stuff in life. And so hopefully somebody listening to this someday says, you know what? Hey, maybe they could have that conversation with their parent while they're sitting there. Hey, yeah. you know what? I'm going to be here with you 24 by seven, just so you know, <laughs> you know like that might be a takeaway yeah. someone could, could give. Yeah. So that's neat. Um, okay. Next question is really kind of the look forward. And that is, is there anything that if you could wave the proverbial magic wand and I, I don't know if this is the right word, but accomplish something, you know, sometimes I think we tie too many things with, well, if I could just buy that house on the mountains and that's not really what I'm after. It's more the, what would help you feel fulfilled? Like what would change the playing field that you think about, you know, that you're striving for? So um, w one of the things that I used to fantasize in my youth, you asked me earlier, what did I think about it? What did I want to do? And I shared that with you. And, yeah, and that was generally a career path that I went down, whether it was straight or not, you know, it wasn't, right? But it, it wasn't a fantasy. It was a, it was a legitimate career aspiration that I, that I chased. But what I fantasized about, Chad, was being an actor, I fantasized about that. I never mm. went to acting school. I never did anything. Although I, over the years, I've done a little bit of community theater, not a lot, a little bit, and I enjoyed it. Um, but recently, as in like the last year, I've started to do voice acting. And, and when I say started to do it, I mean like legitimately do some that I've gotten paid for. Like I've done about 25 
you know, small explainer videos, some corporate narrations, even um, a children's website that once I did one, I, she came back and I've done like 12 for this woman that runs a children's website. And so I'd like to do more of that. It's, it's incredibly fulfilling. It is acting, by the way. It's just not in front of a, an audience like on stage or a camera because it's behind the microphone. But you are acting, even if it's in a, a, a te high technology company ex explainer video, you're still sure. telling a story. So I just want to do more of that. It's just incredibly fulfilling. I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. It's fun. It's truly fun. Yeah, that's fun. See, even these podcasts, like I've done probably 100, 100 plus in the last year. And some people could argue, well, you know, is there really a value to it? And I can't come in and say, yeah, it relates to this much pipeline or anything. I maybe, but I truly enjoy having the conversations. And now I have two podcasts, AI for sales, which talks about AI in sales, right? We talked about that originally, but then this is my passion project because you only go, you know, you only live once. And so it, if, if you can share some of those things that really hit home for you, like what you just shared, that, that to me is so compelling because now somebody else gets to hear that and go, huh, I never would have thought of that. And those are the moments where if you listen for them and, and you pay attention, there's certain things that you go, okay. And that's in my memory banks. Like I'll give you one. Arjun Sen is a friend of ours. He is, uh, he works with Tiger as a client of his and Tiger Woods. He's worked with Papa John's Pizza as marketing head and all kinds of big wig guy. And he wrote a book about raising, like his daughter raising a father. He, it's supposed to be like, how do you raise your daughter? It's like, no, no, the daughter raises the father because he learned so much from her. One of the takeaways was she one day just stood dead, dead, stop. He did the pat on the back, right? After the hug, when you do the pat. And she said, dad, when you hug your daughter, you're supposed to just hug your daughter. When you give the pat, you're telling me that's enough. That's a big deal. And so now whenever I hug someone, I don't pat. I let them do the pat. Let me take that. Let me not be the person who does that. And it's such a subtlety, but it's, it's one of those life altering experiences. Huh? Yeah. Right. Wow. So think about that. The next yeah, time you're in a hug, make sure not to do the pat on the back. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So this one's very similar to the last one, but we'll use it anyway, because it's slightly different. You're, you're three years from now, I have you back on the show and say, Bernie, so you've changed jobs. You started with the voice acting thing. You've done 25. What, what are you looking back in three years? Hey, Chad, this was amazing. Let me tell you about the last three years. What do you tell me? Um, that I finally stopped thinking about and took action to carve out more time, carve out time in particular to just serve some needy people. Uh, you know, I've recently made a donation to a local charity here in the Tampa Bay area that's been around for a long time and I've known of them for a long time. And even though I made the donation, I had this little tiny sense of gratitude that I was able to make the donation and fulfillment. I still felt like that's not enough. Like when I'm on their website, there's so many volunteer opportunities, Chad, there's so many other ways. So, you know, 
if three years from now I could say, you know, I was able to devote some amount of time and be able to quantify that, you know, whatever that, whatever that is. And then even specifically say doing X, Y, and Z in a volunteer role. I have done volunteer in the past throughout my life, but not in recent years. And you know why, Chad? Because I've been too busy, too busy, too busy. And I'm tired of saying that. I want to go back and do it again because I remember how awesome it felt to be in service to others. You know, I'll tell you a very quick story. I know we're short on time. Um, years ago, I was at church one Sunday and um, somebody tapped me on the shoulder and it was the parent of a child that I used to mentor. And he was a few years older. And this parent said to me, I just want to thank you. You know, our son speaks so highly of you. You've made a great impression on him and you've really helped him. And we went on to have a conversation and I just thought to myself, wow, I did not see that coming. And it just was so gratifying. And not that I need to hear that. I don't want any recognition, but I do want to just be well, in service know, to, to others. To know that it's, that it's done something yeah. for other people is always yeah. a nice thing. Yeah. You know, we did a Living a Better Story retreat in, in uh, Powder Mountain, Utah, because I like to ski. So that's where we chose our first location. And one of the exercises was you go through this, your past and you go, hey, at, at five years old, I'm this. And you, you act like you're actually five. You're like, I'm doing this, then I'm doing that, then I'm doing this. And you get to the current age. Well, then later you start going around and you say, okay, everybody go, go grab one of the people in the room. What did you hear about that person? Like summarize them. And so it's like a, a talking mirror back to you. And, and it's amazing how people are like, oh, you're giving, you're charitable, you're this talent. And we sometimes, we don't feel that, right? Because you don't see it like you saw in that conversation with that family. And by by getting a dose of this, the emotions that come to you, it's just like, wow. And you really get to wear the suit and go, huh, I am who I am. And I'm a good kid. I'm a good guy. Right. <laughs> it's pretty neat when you know, you can have impact on other people like yeah, that. Yeah, it really is. Wow. Um, okay. Last question is, I heard you talk about church just now, and it's interesting with where people are in faith and religion and spirituality and universal, you know, whatever, like there's all these different belief systems that are out there. And some people go to church on the weekends, other people don't, but they still have a connection, right? In many cases, what's your, what role does faith play in, in your life? And, and how does that show up? Yeah, for a long time, it, it played no role. But at the age of 37, I got baptized by choice. And, uh, you know, accepted Jesus Christ and really been a Christian since then. I'm in my early 60s now. So um, it's been a few years, but my first 37 years, I, there was no faith in, in my life. I just kind of, you know, did my own thing, the Frank Sinatra way, right? Um, and so now it just, I have perspective. You know, I know that there's a bigger plan and it also gives me an awareness, Chad, where like that conversation that I had at church where the parent tapped me on the shoulder, I really felt like that was God's way of saying, all right, Bernie, you know, you, you were doing okay. So keep doing it or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was a little, little feedback. So it's, it's perspective that it gives me, Chad. It's just, you know, having the lens that know where I know that, you know, I'm not the one that's in control here. I just need to be faithful 
do my part, you know, and uh, God's in control. And uh, wherever he leads me, I, my job is just to be obedient to, you know, where I'm called to go. So even this new job, I mean, the conversation started a year ago, the doors kept opening and opening and opening and opening. And after a lot of prayerful consideration about it, it just, I was convinced that it's the right thing and the right timing for me, you know? So I've just learned to, you know, understand the bigger picture and be true to it. That's awesome. We're, we're about to launch an app here. Probably by the time this airs, it'll be available. So underneath <laughs> 77pray.com and it's, you know, there's some Bible verses out there. 7.7 are pretty interesting verses. So one is, you know, what is about uh, seek and you'll, you know, seek and you shall find kind of verses. So ask and you shall receive. And so the purpose of the app is really an accountability thing to say, did you pray at night? Did you pray first thing in the morning? And I think there's so many people I see on these Facebook groups that they'll post and there'll be 800 replies, right? And somebody will say, hey, I've had a tough week or my partner left me or whatever, all of the challenges that we face. And in February, I went through a really tough challenge. My son was burned in a grease fire and wow. second, third degree burns face and hands. So the first day at the hospital, you're like, okay, he's going to be okay. Like, cause it's still just, you know, a crispy shell. And then by day three, four, five it gets puffy. And you're like, oh no, what's happening by day seven, the nose is like really bad. So we're just, all you can do is pray. And from day one, it was, I posted on LinkedIn. I said, faith. And I was like, Hey, we just ended up at the hospital. Please pray for us. That was, that was my most interacted with post on LinkedIn ever 20,000 people. There were literally tens of thousands of people praying around the country. As a result, the surgery went amazingly well. And a week after they removed the bandages, we were like, you're back. And it was as if it didn't happen on his face. His hand wow. has a little bit still, but People get poison ivy on their hand or whatever, and their hand looks that way anyway. The face was what my wife and I were like, okay, that's the yeah. piece. And I prayed. I said, God, I've never asked you for a miracle. If I'm asking you now, give my son a miracle and, and make it so that there's no other, no other way to describe it. And then it happened. And that's when you're like, am I living in a computer right now? And this is, you know, but you really, that's the, that's the key is you can have the connective path to your creator. And when you have belief, physical stuff like that is super scary. Yeah. The mental stuff we deal with, man, if you just can park that and say, life's going to be okay, have a, have another fun day. You know, it's amazing things happen. Yep. 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 So, I did not know that story, Chad. Th thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That was the toughest thing I've ever dealt with in my entire life. And now he's home in the, in the roof above me and we go work out almost every day over the summer. So that's awesome. He's doing well. Yeah. Bernie, thanks for being on the show today. This is Bernie Borges. He's moving to a new company. Let's uh, let's wish him the best and, uh, and send him off with good prayers and thoughts and uh, really appreciate you sharing the personal stories that you shared with us today. And, I look forward to see you, seeing you someday in Tahoe again soon. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> Great to be with you. I really enjoyed it. All right, Bernie. Thank you. And we'll catch you on the next Living Better Story. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth 
that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.